A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi and welcome to Math Appeal. I'm Susan Okereke. And I'm Bobby Seagull. And we are two maths teachers that want to show that maths is for everybody. We love maths, we want everyone to love maths. That's exactly true. <laughs> and uh, couldn't put it better myself. And our aim of this Maths Appeal podcast, uh, this is like Susan's word, but it's to demystify maths because a lot of people have misperceptions, misconceptions rather, and misperceptions of the subject. <laughs> but we're trying to show people actually it's something that can be doable. And every episode we set and do a math problem and we go through the solution with an aim to getting you to do that as well. Yeah, that's maths is done by doing. Um, and every episode we also discuss something that's sort of caught our eye in the real world because maths is everywhere. And in this episode, it's going to be, it's going to be a titanic discussion. It's metric versus dun, 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 imperial measure. Oh, I see uh, what you did there. Yes. Yes. In this series, we talk about problem solving and mathematical thinking. And we want to, again, showcase this through the different things we talk about, but also the different problems that we kind of work out and how and show how we work them out. Yeah. And then we always say, actually, the best way to do problem solving is to actually attempt it, not just read about it. So actually, you need your pen and paper handy at some stage. Yes, you do. And we also want to show that it's fun. We want to show that it's collaborative. Hence, we're doing it together. We want you to share with us what you have done, even if you've got it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and we also want to show that it doesn't matter if you do make mistakes. The great is great for learning. Oh, um, and again, we'd genuinely be delighted to help you. If there's any specific skills you want to learn, again, tweet us at Maths Appeal. Again, if there's any specific subjects in, in maths or problems you want us to cover, just let us know. And as we said before, every episode will feature a maths question, uh, which we'll go through together. And if you've been listening to early episodes, you'll already know the drill. Uh, but just in case if this is the first time you're checking out Maths Appeal, these are the questions that we ask ourselves for each problem. So to start, before you do any maths, the first thing you should ask yourself is how do I feel? How do you feel when you first hear the problem? Then the question is, does the problem make sense to you? Are there any questions you have about this problem? And then what math topics are in this question? And then yet yeah, when you're actually putting pen to paper, so while you're doing the problem, you think about like, what facts do you know from the problem? Then you think about like the rules of formula that you might need to help you tackle it. Then actually, are there facts you can derive from the problem itself? And then finally, are you in a position to answer the question? So Susan, are you ready? Are we ready to tackle this week's problem? Board ready. Yes, always, always. So we're going to get stuck in right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our problem for today's episode is... In Bobby's kiosk, apples cost 45p per pound. And by that, I mean weight pounds. In Susan's mini-mart, apples cost £1.5p per kilogram. One kilogram is equivalent to 2.2 pounds in weight. In which shop are apples better value for money? Bobby's or Susan's? I'll repeat the question. In Bobby's kiosk, apples cost 45p per pound in weight. In Susan's mini-mart, Apples cost £1.5p per kilogram. One kilogram is approximately £2.2 in weight. In which shop are apples best value for money? Bobby's or Susan's? So we're going to tackle that in a jiffy, but while you're thinking about that, we're going to talk about the big debate. Metric versus imperial. The reason we are having this discussion is at the time of recording in June, uh, there's ongoing discussion in the government about bringing back imperial measure. So at the moment, if you go to most shops, um, supermarkets, uh, you'll find things in grams and kilograms and meters. And there's nothing to stop you personally converting into imperial measurement, but now shops will be forced to uh, have an equivalent, potentially uh, an equivalent in the imperial unit. I think we're in quite a funny situation actually in the UK. We're a bit of a hybrid of imperial and metric because we do things like miles and we mm. also do things like kilometres and, and things. So now it's a, it's a good moment to give people some definitions. Uh, <laughs> so the metric system actually started in France in the 1700s um, and is based on uh, for the length of the metre, for weight or mass, the gram, and for volume, the liter. Actually, the word metric, you know, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to work out, it comes from the word meter. And what's lovely about the metric system is that there are prefixes that can make things bigger or smaller. So, for example, with gram, if you put the word kilo in front of it, it makes it a thousand times bigger. Or you've got mega, giga, tera. And then for smaller, you can make it a milligram or micro or nano. And these, are, these ones are specifically multiples of a thousand, for example, a milligram of medicine, that's like a thousandth, or a gigabyte of computing power. And the metric system is in decimal because it's based on powers of 10, but that's not the same for imperial, is it, Susan? No, the imperial is a bit more, well, it's not decimal, it's a bit kind of more all over the place on some level. It, you've got terms like for length, you've got inches, uh, foot, feet, uh, yards, miles. For weight or mass, you've got ounces, pounds, stone, hundred weight, which I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then for volume or capacity of like vo um, volume, you've got ounces, pints, quarts, gallons. And so some of the, here are some of the conversions that you might or you might not be aware of. So to go from 
How many inches are in a foot? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, so in 12? 12, yeah. And then and there are three feet in a yard. Yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's, and then I think it's something like 12 ounces in a pound or something. Yes, and then is... 20 pounds in a stone. I don't know. But there's the issue is it's not as straightforward as in metric, you multiply by 10 or divide by 10 or 100 to be able to convert between them. This one, there are certain amounts within each one, but it varies and it's not that uniform. I think it's fair to say, Bobby. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, I guess it's one of the things if you're used to it growing up, I, I, you know, my, our parents and grandparents generation, they were, you know, they will probably quite comfortably reel things out. But for us, it, it feels a bit archaic. Although it's used, like for example, I'm a big football fan and you got the 12 yard line, mm. uh, penalty spot or 18 yards, the edge of the box. Or the marathon is 26 miles. But um, I think that's the thing in the UK. It's interesting because we, we technically we use metric, but you know, most of us when we think about distance, we're thinking about miles, the cost mm. to miles per hour. Also, think about height. I think of myself, um, I'm six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five foot 11. Lol. I think I'm at five, five, five five six and i know what that is that's five feet five inches uh five inches mm. and so that what's interesting about that is like we i can see that quite clearly but i don't actually know what i am in meters or centimeters yeah it's a it's an interesting one because i've had people actually defend the imperial system because it's easier to divide things up you know like for example it's 12 inches in a foot yeah yeah so if you have one inch out of 12 is one out of 12 two inches out of 12 Divide, what's 2 out of 12 simplified? Oh, sorry, 1 out of 6. Yeah, uh, 3 inches out of 12 simplify that. Okay, you're saying this to me now, but do you know how many, actually, I've just had, the, I found somewhere uh, mm. that there are 16 ounces in a pound, 1, 6, and then there are 14 pounds in a stone. So how do you convert from ounces to stone? Uh, okay, so some, some of those, I, I, I can't defend the entire <laughs> system, but there are there's a case, you know the decimal system with 10, yeah. Only one, two, and five go into ten neatly. So in terms oh, so of half talk- quarter. So in terms of like halves, quarters, thirds, in a weird way, having things like twelve or sixteen, it's easy to divide up into halves and quarters or thirds if you've got twelve. So it's I guess like why is it there in the first place? It's a bit it's strange, but I can see some benefits in terms of uh, listeners can't see this but susan's giving me the evil eye i'm 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 (laughs) not on the fence at all i think it's (laughs) i I need to be careful don't i but i I think it's ridiculous because every how you tell me bobby how many yards are in a mile is it 1568 no what is it 1760 who's gonna remember that Clearly, That's I can't. Terrible. I'm a quizzer. And I, 17, I should have known that, but <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, sorry, seventeen hundred and sixty or oh, okay. one thousand seven hundred and sixty yards in a mile. So, I mean, I don't know. I just quite, I, I'm a sucker for for uniformity and an easy conversion. Like, if I can multiply, divide by ten, a hundred, a thousand, count me in. You know, mm. as opposed to, you know, was it twenty fluid ounces <laughs> in a pint, eight pints in a gallon. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess, I guess mental dexterity. That, that's... <laughs> I guess so. I mean, was it our producer Jenny told us something that her dad told her about one pint is a litre. No, was oh, it say? one litre is one pint and three quarters? A litre of water <laughs> is a pint and three quarters. Okay, that's oh, it. Oh, a litre of water, water is a pint, is a and, pint three and three quarters. 
Thank, Thank you. you. See, with these mnemonics, you've got to remember these eight memoirs. You've got to remember it correctly, otherwise you... Otherwise you don't get it right and you just look like an idiot yeah. in front of a microphone. A litre of water is a pint and three quarters. If I, I remember that, that, it's actually neat. That's really great. Well, now we've passed on some good knowledge to people if we end up going to Imperial. Um, yes. So I think, it's the, isn't it the whole idea that Imperial to do with the British Empire? Is that the deal? Or? Yeah, I guess, yeah. It's like it, it, It's not, it's used in some... Uh, former parts of the British Empire, the Commonwealth, I guess, nowadays. But the reality is the world is slowly going to end up completely metricized. When you say slowly, I'm saying most of very the globe use metric here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think, again, our views are warped because we're used to things like a pint and, you know, oh, I'm like 12 stone now. Or, you know, I'm 10 <laughs> miles. Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what I am, actually. I, I think in kilograms. Well, this is it. Well, okay, I mean, maybe that's one of the polls. Maybe we should do a poll about this. I'm interested to know yeah, what people actually we? think like, about... Um, yeah, maybe we'll do a maths appeal poll. Yeah. Imperial or metric, metric or both. Or blended, yeah. Well, yeah. as we are. I mean, because we're currently there anyway. Yeah. And I think, you know, do we need to fix this? How bad is it? I mean, to, to be honest with you, as a teacher, as a maths teacher, I really, 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 really want the students I work with to understand the conversion between the different metric units. So for example, meter, understanding that kilometer is a thousand yeah. meters and kilo means a thousand. Yeah, Centimeter is like, is a hundredth of a meter and that centi is a hundred. So it's hundredth, milli is a thousandth. And it's this idea, if you can understand those words, because then you could then use that information of knowing what the prefixes are to grams so what's a kilogram a kilogram mm -hmm. is a thousand grams what is a centigram i mean is that a thing but that would be a thousand yeah. a hundredth yeah. of, a, of a gram milligram is a thousandth of a gram like this is if you know these words suddenly all this stuff is like open to you and it's useful and easy to use um yeah. which i don't foresee that as a thing with regards yeah. to yes yeah. so i think you're right so maybe if we're putting our efforts into teaching weight and measure, it should mm. go towards something which has a logical scale that students can apply across. And yeah, all of us can apply across the board to weights, lengths uh, and volumes rather than having to learn a separate one for every single. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Maths Appeal team, I think we, you know, we, we appreciate the odd Imperial problem, but uh, we're met team metric here. Metric. Well, obviously, we'd love to hear your opinions uh, and that we might actually put a little poll out. That's a little work to do. Um, do you think we should remind people then of the problem? Are you ready, Bobby, for this? Yes. In Bobby's kiosk, apples cost 45p per pound. By that, I mean weight pound. Uh, in Susan's Mini Mart, apples cost £1.05 per kilogram. One kilogram is equivalent to £2.2 in weight. In which shop are apples better value for money? Bobby's or Susan's? Okay, so that's the question. Are we ready? I have to say, um, I found the problem a bit easier than reading it. The reading it was quite challenging, actually. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so let's go through our prompt questions. Bobby, how did you feel hearing the question? A bit like, oh, no, not one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just like one of those. <laughs> yeah. One of those conversions. Yeah, I know. I like. I'm not a massive fan either, especially because I don't mind conversion in metric, which I think I've said I'm a fan of. But when it comes to metric, imperial to 
metric or metric to imperial are really it, there's a sinking feeling in me and mm. I also know that the kids I teach it's almost a no-go <laughs> and so did it make sense to you so I think yeah? upon inspection yes I think the first time you just see like pounds weight kilograms and oh. you're like ah I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not liking this but when you actually start working out the key bits of the question and the ratios actually sort of makes sense yeah I think it's uh, I would also say that it's probably better to look at than it is to listen to <laughs> mm. with regards to the pounds and the pounds. You know what I mean? The, oh, yes. Yeah. So that's a, a, a thing. And then the maths, I guess the math topics in there are you've got so mass, uh, different units of mass, converting yeah. between different units, but also money as well and converting yeah, between different well, of units of money in there as well. And then proportion. Again, yes. which comes quite, up quite, quite a, a few lot. different topics mm -hmm. in this one simple question. So, shall we think about what facts uh, we know in the problem? So, how do we go about? How do you go about it, Bobby? What was your what was your strategy? Just like my student just randomly put in like divide, multiply. I hope something makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a professional teacher. I don't do that. Um, so the key <laughs> bit is in the question. It says one kilogram is two point two pounds. Without that. I'll be honest, I wouldn't have been able to solve it independently. Do you know, back in the day, older GCSE questions, they didn't, didn't give you mm. the, the metric conversion. So mm. they'd say, find it in pounds or whatever. Well, they wouldn't oh, even tell you, you about to, the one kilogram you to two You have to know that point. yourself, okay? Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. Um, yeah, so what did you do? So first thing is, so if it's 2.2, it's almost like setting it up as a um, equivalency. Yeah. Uh, so you know that the one kilogram is 2.2 pounds so the pounds we need to convert that almost like the amount you're paying into the kilogram amount i'm hoping i'm getting this correct what, what yeah go on <laughs> this is where like my working gets a bit it's a bit it's a bit tenuous i i said you multiply um 45 pence per pound by 2.2 is that am i on the right track here well, yeah. So, so what? Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I did. I, I said that what forty-five p is equivalent is one pound in weight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to convert my pounds in weight to a one kilogram, because then I wanted to. So then I could compare it to the kilogram of the one pound and five p. So that the key, if different, the key issue you have is that they're not the same amount mm. in in weight. Does that make sense? Yes, because I'm obviously selling smaller portions in my kiosk per pound. Because yours is, in theory, or the, or the, the way in which we advertise it, yours is advertised per kilogram, yeah. mine's advertised per pound. Yes. So then we have to do the conversion. Uh, because it, honestly, this question here does my head in. <laughs> okay, okay. Bobby, you're, having, you're not enjoying yourself. Should I show you, should I talk you through what I did? Yeah, because and... I, I, it's, it's the only thing, I get an answer, yeah. but... I actually, when I teach, when I teach this topic, I don't fully feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. Because I can do it, but like, if I had to explain exactly why I did it, I might need your help. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm, so this is, you're going to have to help me in a number of occasions, I am sure. So, <laughs> the key thing, I, whenever I think about this, it's like, to be able to compare anything, mm. and two things, they have to have something that's the exact same. And then you can see whether the values kind of match up okay so the key issue that we've we've got is that what you're selling mm. is 
in pence and pounds, <laughs> pounds in weight. Mm -hmm. And what I'm selling is in kilograms. So we can't do it. We can't say one pound and one kilogram are not the same. So we cannot mm -hmm. say that they, we don't know whether they are the same, um, which one is better. So we have to scale one of those up or down so that we have the same weight. And whatever we do to the weight, we do also to the cost because it's in proportion. So it's almost like a, like a set of scales, an equation. Yeah. You just like, yeah, it's just like algebra, like do, do to one side, do to the other. Well, I don't like to think of it as, I, I generally think of it as a diagram. So I, I you know, I like a, a diagram, yeah, you'll course, see yeah, the yeah. box. So I, my thing is, it's going from one pound uh, to one kilogram. And we're using our equivalents, which we know that one kilogram is actually 2.2 pounds in weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to know how much that will be. So in your shop, say, I, I've decided to convert your shop apples to kilograms. That's what I've decided to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you got that 45p. Yep. And I'm going to scale. scale it up to get uh, in your shop. If I was to buy one kilograms worth, how much would I, how much would that be? And then I can compare it to my shop. Mm. Yeah. So to go from your shop of 45p in one, one pound to get to one kilogram, I'm multiplying by 2.2 because that is 2.2 pounds is the same as one kilogram. Yeah. Yes. So I've scaled it up 2.2. So I've multiplied 45p by 2.2, which is if I went to your shop and I wanted to buy a kilogram of apples, I would pay 99p. Yeah. I get the same answer, but. I need to check myself in terms of how am I setting it out. Okay. It, yeah, because like, I think yours is clear in terms of, yeah, you're trying to, the, I think for this, a diagram does help. Yeah, and I can show you what I've done. But it's the key thing is, the thing you have to have in your mind when, they, when you're asked a question like this, or even when you go to the shop mm. <laughs> in real life, and you're asked, what is the best value? Mm. The only way you can do that is to compare the two things or three things by the same amount. So if something's being sold for 100 grams, something else is 200 grams and something else is 300 grams, you want to scale them up to the same amount. And then you can see how much does that amount cost. And then you can know whether that is which one of them is the best value when it's been scaled that way. So you have to work out what that thing is. <laughs> it's, it's, so, a good, it's, yeah. it's a good problem. It's uh, definitely like it's like less so nowadays, but it definitely used to be a real, real problem and it could be again. But you know, there's more, one. but it's also one, one like I've what I did was scaled up to one kilogram. You could also scale down to one oh, pound so divided so by 2.2. That's it. So go to my mm. shop and then what, you know, divide by 2.2 and find out what equivalent of one pound in weight is and i think that's 47p something so that still. tells you so it's still because it will still work out whichever one's the best value will always be the best value depend doesn't matter what you you buy so i'd be interested to know how people did it yeah they, it's a good yeah. again yeah it's something that you'll see in shops with the scales and the um you know like when you go to a supermarket and you're you're measuring you know the old ones where you'd measure like apples in a in a basket and you'd actually you'd drop it down and you'd see the the needle move yeah i do remember those what's funny bobby is i try and teach uh, solving equations with the balancing thing mm. the balancing of weights so it's like think about you take one from the other end and i say this to kids and kids are like they've never seen those they mm. own their digital weights it's so digital, i know it just changes the way people think yeah so i do know what you're talking about but some people of a younger generation oh, might man. not mm. But as always, we'd like to think about how this could be extended. What kind of other questions could you ask around this 
about around this question you could do loads you could just vary it up and add in different currencies yeah, like you put grams instead you could put mm. instead of pounds put stone just different measures of weight yeah but mass. the key but yeah, but the key thing i suppose is making sure you understand that what you need to do is be able to compare get two quantities to be the same then you can do the comparison it's a good i i think it's one of the, I, I don't like these problems but i like it's weird i don't like them but i like them because it feels like yeah, this is like conversion. You're working. Now, do you know once um, the, do you know once a, a spacecraft by NASA I think ended up in the wrong place because they put miles instead of kilometers? Yeah, that do you know this happened thing, in the late nineties. That's it was it. Um, our friend Matt Parker has done a whole book on those mistakes. Oh, yes, he's done a whole book. Yeah, humble pie. Humble pie, indeed. We'll later um, on in the series, you're in for a treat, Bobby. It's time for the math facts. What have you got for us today? So we're going, to, we're going to think, we're talking about metric stuff. So we're going to go look at what the meter is. So our friends in France in 1793, they actually defined, so French astronomers defined the meter back in 1793. So back then it was one ten millionth of the distance between the equator to the North Pole. So from the French meridian, so like in France, from the equator to the North Pole, it's called a great circle, but essentially it's one ten millionth of a specific distance is a meter. Uh, well, it was, uh, because nowadays everything is like been converted to like either based on the speed of light or or on electric currents. But it used to be a physical actual distance. And in France, they got something called the metre étalon, metre étalon. And there's actually a small shelf that's made in marble, and it's in the Senate or near the Senate in Paris. And they had 16 of these installed around Paris. Uh, by the Academy des Sciences. And these are, people can go and literally measure, oh, this is what a meter is. The metre étalon. Unfortunately, only two of these still survive and only one in its original position. But back then, people, if they wanted to measure a metre, they'd go to the metre étalon in the, near the Senate in France, in Paris, and that's it. That's the metre, which is one ten millionth of the distance from the equator to the North Pole. Well, I mean, it's funny because you mentioned in a previous episode the Grand K as in the weight of yes. the kilogram. So is France, was France just all about measure? France was the boss, to be honest, in the late 1700s <laughs> in terms of chemistry and mathematics. Wow. Um, wow. So you could still see, you can still see these. There's one, there's, there's two of them still there. And that wow. is the official original. It's not anymore. Now it's based on the speed of light. But okay. back then it was just an actual physical distance. It's weird. Um, light is, yeah. It's not a physical distance anymore. <laughs> Again, another time you've blown my mind. Uh, we also want to hear from you. If you've got Mass Facts, if you have got a solution to share with us, get in touch with us uh, at Matt Appeal on Twitter and on Instagram. And obviously email. We always take emails at mathsappeal1, that's number one, at gmail.com. Because we want to show, we want to hear from you because you've heard from us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and thanks again for joining us and, you know, for listening, you know, and for taking part. Uh, so you've been listening to Maths Appeal with me, uh, Bobby Seagull and Susan Okareke. And the music's been composed by Kelly Okareke. The image designed by Calix Davis, our wonderful producers Jenny Nelson. And we will see and hear you in episode seven for more maths problems that we'll solve together. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 